Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 31 of 100 days of AOM Q&A. And today's title is Male Emotional Intelligence. My wife is cheating on me, and gift lists make me feel terrible. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 200 shows covering all sorts of marriage and relationship topics, including our own journey of nearly getting divorced, and you can hear that in season one. Mm -hmm. Um, And as always, our show is brought to you by Audible. uh, Visit audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook. And today we're going to have lots of audiobook references um, with this conversation. So yes, please get an audiobook on us using that code. Yeah. And although Seth is a licensed marriage and family therapist, do not use this in place of actual therapy. It doesn't work that way, folks. Yeah, it doesn't work. So let's jump into the review of the day. Okay, five stars from Haley Haley B24. Wow, this is real. I love seeing, hearing you guys disagree, sometimes snap at each other, but ultimately, ultimately love and support one another as you talk about really tough subjects. I have learned so much listening to this podcast, and it's helping me to prepare for the hard stuff so that when it comes, I am more equipped to handle it. The resources and advice have been so helpful for my boyfriend and I, learning about our family of origin, discovering how our brains work differently, and helping us to get through arguments more efficiently and lovingly. I feel so prepared for marriage because of this podcast, and I would recommend it to anyone, single, married, engaged, or even if it's complicated. Thank you for being real and sharing your story. Haley B., you are welcome. Thank you for that review. Yes, thank you for your review. You are going to love the premarital series that we are working on right now with videos, podcasts, uh, workbook, everything. So you're going to love it. Um, All right. Let's see. Uh, You know, I am thankful for the weekend and us hanging out. We hung out with really good friends, and it was awesome. So... All right, sure a little gratitude you. in there. I wasn't yeah. ready for that one. I'm That's thankful right. for that as well. Cool. Question. Why are you looking one. at me I, weird? I, we're not doing that, remember? Sometimes um, we do. 
Apparently. Uh, so the question number one, it says, you had mentioned doing an episode about male emotional intelligence, and I think that would be a great idea. It would be wonderful to present both sides from the male and female perspective, meaning what a husband is thinking and how a wife can process it in order to help communication. It would be great to also help potentially spot triggers and avoid flooding the husband. The blend of real life experience and scientific therapy terms is really enlightening. Thanks again. Great. So we talk about flooding. We talk about pursued distancer dynamic, which is really interesting. And a lot of these things, when paired together, flooding and the pursuer distancer, when the wife wants to get answers or wants to feel emotionally connected, can sometimes push men away, right? And maybe it's not about emotional intelligence because that makes it sound like uh, women are more emotionally intelligent, who said that? You inferred a whole lot just there. No, it's talking about emotional male intelligence emotional intelligence. Is a thing. It's not This is the this is referencing the conversation about we talked about emotionally being intelligent like a 13-year-old boy like a 5th grader. Oh. Emotionally, a 5th okay. grader in the closet. I was thinking of right? a whole like different Like a 5th grader emotionally you were like you have emotionally developed to the level of a fifth grade boy, and then all of a sudden you get shamed for certain for showing certain emotions. Mm-hmm. You get told that boys don't cry. You get told all these things, and so you repress and suppress mm-hmm. those things. And so emotionally, as a man, mm-hmm. your emotional intelligence is not fully formed. Right. That's what we're talking about. Okay. Not that female uh, emotional yeah. intelligence is like better. Yeah. Well, it's just. I was thinking we should we should have looked up the definition of that so we could of have what? a, a emo, emotional intelligence to have kind of a baseline that would help my brain. Well, essentially, emotion, mm-hmm. emotional intelligence is the emotional version of of IQ. Yeah. Like so we were having a conversation a while I don't know just maybe like last week around this about when men or just people in general we're talking about men here do get flooded and do have that kind of response, we really do go back to a 13-year-old or 11-year-old boy, kind of like maybe maybe back to the time when we discovered in our maturation growing up, it's like, oh, this behavior isn't okay, whether it's crying or Well, like you didn't discover it. it was, that was put onto you. That was sure. put on, or just discovered like, oh, that's not okay. So that's a, a discovery of like, oh, okay, I can't do that. Maybe you were made fun of, maybe you were put down, or that part of you was repressed, right? And then that just kind of goes, lies dormant for a while. And then you get into a relationship and the emotional intelligence or acting out that intelligence is important, but we don't know how to handle it. You know, we don't know what to do. And then you kind of go back to the 11, 12, 13 year old kid. And that's, and that's what you're, that's what you're talking to. Yes, you know? essentially all it is is that you can only perform to the level that you've trained and you have mm-hmm. only trained to the level of an, an 11-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. So emotionally speaking, mm-hmm. when a 40-year-old man feels upset about something and the only emotional outlet he has is the emotional skill set of an 11-year-old boy, mm-hmm. that dissonance causes a lot of problems. And one of the things I was just listening to today, I was listening to the Therapist Uncensored podcast, which everyone should listen to. It's super like neuroscience based it's nerdy i love it is that the one with the two women in texas yeah Yeah. i want them on the show Mm -hmm. but they were in they were interviewing esther perel and talking about masculinity and uh one of the things that she was saying is that you know women are socially taught to 
to socialize, to be thinking about what other people are feeling and to be that emotional piece and like the stand-in for other relationships. We have, you know, sleepovers where we talk about our feelings and who we like, but boys don't have that. They are taught to not do that. They're taught to suppress all of that and mm-hmm. repress it. And so it's it was a really insightful episode. I can't remember what it's titled, but I'll share it. But you should check out Esther Perel's work on... Her name looks like Esther. Esther Perel, but it's mm-hmm. Esther Perel. And uh, her work on masculinity is really good. But the whole idea is, he's saying, let's talk more about that that version of the, like, the 11-year-old mm-hmm. emotional whatever, and then how it looks from both sides of the male and female perspective. And I will say, um, because women are taught to be emotional and relational beings, we're, mm-hmm. we're like literally taught this. Um, everything from what our dolls look like, what our dolls do, like our doll, like Barbie is a vet. Barbie do- works at a salon. Everything is like relational, emotional, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when women are habituated to be thinking globally and emotionally about all of these relational, interpersonal things, they think men are just these total idiots because they're like you aren't even thinking of me. Mm-hmm. They haven't been taught to think of you. And, mm-hmm. and again, this is very generalized. I'm not saying every man or every woman is this way, but um, that's one of the biggest uh, hurdles for women, I think, is that they lack respect for their partner because they think that their own emotional intelligence is just a, it's just something they were, in, they were born with, mm-hmm. right? I just, I, what? I, and, I know and, and feel this. Why don't you? Yeah, and you may get upset like, well, what are you thinking or what are you doing or why can't you X, Y, Z, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, and even, like, we have a question down that's coming later where it talks about birthday gift giving and making lists, like, and, and that totally ties in. We'll, we'll get there in a minute, but so what are your thoughts on the male and female perspective of emotional intelligence and all of that? Like, do you have different thoughts on that? Than- well, I, I think a good way to increase male emotional intelligence and to kind of show up and be present, and I'm not, spe- I can only speak from my experience, right? And I found because I was habituated in that way and uh, culturally grew up that way, I have found that the idea of reparenting and doing a lot of self-work has helped me to become more emotionally intelligent, I guess. Like, but that doesn't mean like I'm you know, super great at it because I think when was it? It was yesterday. You asked me what I was thinking and usually I'm like, I don't know, nothing. We were like driving somewhere. And then you asked it a completely different way. You said, what did you say? You said, hey, what do you think about this thing that we're doing later? So it was like, okay, there's an action, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than like, hey, there's a blank sheet of paper. Tell me about the paper. I'm like, there's nothing on it. It's white, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or tell me, how do you think that paper got made? I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. well, you know, trees or it could be recycled fiber or hemp or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, and what is that called? That is called um, asking leading questions Mm -hmm. rather than open-ended questions. Um, So I I don't know. That's that's about the only thought I have on it right now. Brad (laughs) says, and they don't understand that their husband has a lesser emotional IQ. Mm -hmm. In some cases, you know, but again, it's not like an IQ, like, you know, X person is smarter or more intelligent. It's more, it's like, it's, uh, it's more of a, a skill set that has been fostered and nurtured in women. I guess yeah, you have been, a eyelash on your thing. It's been cultivated. We have been literally taught to think emotionally that mm-hmm. way. And the thing that I, that comes up to me, that comes up in my mind when I think about how do we go back and if, if you're a man or a woman and you run into this, like you realize crap, 
I am emotionally 10 years old. Mm. What do I do? What I would say you do is you have to start at that place. I am like, I'm going to use a really weird analogy, but it makes sense in my mind. So I know how to drive a stick shift, right? Mm -hmm. But learning how to drive a stick shift or a car with a clutch is complicated. It takes time to figure that out it doesn't you don't like learn it in one day and then you're you just kill at it forever like there every, all these variables make it harder if you live in seattle and you drive a stick shift and you go up you know first avenue and it, the, the hill goes Wah! you know i mean there's a whole set of skills that you have to learn over time but um but you have to be in that car driving that using that clutch going in different roads doing all that stuff to learn the skill sets. You have to do the work. You, you have ha- to practice. Yes, you have to practice that to figure out how it works. And so if you find that you are emotionally a 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old, mm-hmm. you have to go back and figure out what is it about this 14, 10, 11, 12-year-old that doesn't know how to take the next step into whatever emotional mm-hmm. thing it is. And you can, you can use your relationship as a mm-hmm. sort of like the check and balance like you your partner says every time i do this you shut down so then that's your mm-hmm. cue to go okay wait i'm right. shutting down that's like saying i'm gonna park my car i'm not gonna go up this big hill because i'm afraid that's mm-hmm. like i'm gonna stop learning so this can right? also I'm gonna go therapeutic here this can also be a real cue to you know you take all this data like if your partner's saying hey when we talk about this i see you tending to shut down mm-hmm. you know where are you going in that spot so it's not like, oh, I go exactly to the 10-year-old. It's not like, it's, it's, sometimes it's not that clear, but it can be traced back to a, a, a majorly traumatic event, obviously, yeah, or a small kind of slow simmer of events that kind of just or an shut av- you down. an avoidant, like an avoiding, uh, for example, and I love my parents, they're wonderful, but like my dad, after I, tur- after I hit puberty, it was like my dad was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, which is really common. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he would do all these things with my brothers, teach him how to change engines and cars, blah, blah, blah. But I never learned any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, so there is a thing that in my brain happened that I transferred on to Seth when we got married because I had stopped relationally and emotionally developing in regards to men. Mm-hmm. around the time I was like 10, 11, 12. Like mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have that skill set. Um, and so I had to go back and figure out what is it. And that has been part of our marriage journey mm-hmm. is me understanding like my, either my hurt or my resentment and not projecting it onto you and mm-hmm. understanding it's from when I was younger and whatever. Like So, and a really helpful tool as I've talked about it before is the process of reparenting. And I'm thinking that I would love to do like a guided kind of meditation of reparenting and it is it is really powerful and every single time I've done it or even thought about it like people cry because you're going it's back powerful, yeah. it's it's absolutely very powerful powerful and it's very healing too and it's so important and I love it so much and I'm so glad that I got to do it a couple of times myself but what I'm saying is, yeah, if your partner is saying like, hey, I see these patterns, then you have to do the work, not your partner. Your partner's not going to do it for you. You can't blame them or whatever. You have to do the work and go, well, okay, so wait a minute. Where did I get this story? Maybe it, it was when I was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And I've been reading that book, uh, Take Control of Your Life by Mel Robbins, and she does these sessions. And she talks about that. As we've talked about it before, it's like anything in your past that isn't resolved, it will come up later. It will manifest in mm-hmm. some other way later that will cause you to be like, why am I stressed out? Yeah. Why can I connect with other people? Why do I do this? Why do I have these yeah. certain coping skills? It is always 
traceable back, which makes a lot of sense. And I like the idea of that as a therapist to kind of like go and dig up and puzzle piece it together. And so in a way, another answer to that emotional intelligence is to gain your own uh, information about emotional intelligence. Read books like there's a book called Emotional Intelligence. I think it's by someone Goldman, uh, Daniel Goldman. I'm going to read it. I just got it in my wish list on audible, but hmm, uh, I don't know. So there's the, da, da, Dr. Dan. Ow. Dr. Dan Siegel is a good person to go through or go to for emotional intelligence ideas, uh, but start thinking, learning, reading, and getting this vocabulary in your brain. It will help you. Um, so next question. Thank All you right. for the question. Yes. By the way. Um, my wife of 18 years has, is having an affair with a guy from work. Uh, I love her and want to continue with her and our kids, but she seems confused and I don't know what she wants. We went to therapy once, but she won't do couples therapy. Instead, she started therapy to straighten out herself and the mess in her head. Those are her own words. How do I proceed? Do I show her love by backing away from her and giving her time to figure out what she wants? Do I show her more love by expressing my feelings or my love to her? Since she meets her affair every day at work, they are getting time together, which makes me frustrated. She also creates ways to randomly end up in his neighborhood or bring one of our kids to play with his kids. I feel sad when she does this, and it feels like she's trying to make me push her away. Is it due to bad bad conscience? I don't know what that Hmm. means. Perhaps you can bring this up in one of your episodes. Okay, so there is obviously a lot here. Yeah. And we're not going to say, oh, yeah, do this, or you should do that, or here's the reason. We can just give a little bit of insight into it and like kind of speculate why the affair began. It probably began, not probably, I bet it began emotionally. So what were things going on in your guys' relationship, not having enough time together, kind of drifting apart, were other interests and or duties getting in the way of you guys connecting together, you know, work, kids, school, whatever it was. Um, Because an affair usually just doesn't happen like poof. It happens like over Mm -hmm. a a long amount of time, right? So what was not happening? I'll go back. What was not happening in your guys' marriage? Were you having sex? Were you uh, going out to dinner? Were you talking? Were you connecting? Mm -hmm. Were you arguing all the time? How's your communication? Are you critical of her? Is she critical of you? You know, why is she looking elsewhere for that? You know, and what have, how have you contributed to it? Right? Uh, This is a very sticky situation. Does she want to be married still to you? I mean, obviously, it sounds like she is in an active affair Mm -hmm. right now, which I understand would be, would be totally devastating and, killer right so it's like um if she doesn't want to go to couples counseling i'm glad that she's doing individual counseling hopefully it's a good counselor and saying what do you want do you want to be married do you still want to be a mom to your kids and have this i mean obviously she'll be a mom but you still want to raise your kids in one house or you know are you thinking under the guise of like oh well the grass is greener over here and we can make this work uh because relationships born out of affairs usually never work. I don't know the stats, but it's like usually never, ever works out. Um, The two things that come to my mind in this, in this question are um, boundaries and dopamine. I will explain what I'm saying about that. So like Seth was saying, he was asking what was lacking in the relationship. Were you going out to dinner? Were you whatever, or was, or were you fighting all the time? So uh, read the book, the power of habit by Charles, Charles Duhigg? I don't know. Someone Duhigg. 
Um, Chuck Duhigg. So read the book, The Power of Habit, because he talks about the way our brains are wired for habits. Like we, we have a reward system that is dopamine is our reward system in our brains. So when we eat something sugary, our brain goes, right? When we do heroin, our brain goes, when someone touches us sexually and we like it, our brain goes, right? So that is a reward system. It is like uh, physiological wired in our body, right? And so the thing, why I'm bringing up that, that topic Mm -hmm. is that uh, uh, what's his name? Science Mike talked about this in season one of our podcast in the Science of Love episode, where he talked about there is a the, like there's a study of interactions five to one for every one bad interaction you have to have five good interactions, mm. right? So you can manufacture that in your relationship by saying. If I want to stay in this relationship, I need Seth to have dopamine. I need Seth to have a reward for being in relationship with me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a total B all the time, which I used to be, <laughs> if I'm that way, he has no reward mm-hmm. for being in our relationship. And he, and his brain is going to say, wait, see that beautiful girl over there who doesn't say I'm an idiot of a husband? I'm going to just stare at her for a while. Oh, mm-hmm. see the porn on my phone that doesn't talk back to me and doesn't make me feel shame? I'm going to go look at that because it gives my brain a reward, Mm -hmm. right? So we need to start thinking uh, like a few layers in physiologically, biologically, and that will help us understand that there are simple, I I say simple because it's really a basic Mm -hmm. pattern, like a loop, feedback loop of dopamine. But I can, um, as a wife, invite Seth into a better relationship with me where an affair will look less appealing because I will be giving him his dopamine reward, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, I, and I know obviously you're beyond that point where your wife is doing these other things with this other person, but that's where you can say, I can start there. I can give you dopamine. And there, that looks like a million different things. That could mm-hmm. be, I can, uh, I mean, you don't want to just think about the physical part of it. Like I can touch you. I can say you're beautiful. I can whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a million ways. Go on a hike and like, Laugh about your how the fun things you've done in your relationship, things that really general genuinely make you feel mm-hmm. like so good deep down inside. I which think it, that is might, very hard because it's I, a, yeah. I think that might be a couple of months out ahead. I know, but this. thinking that way, I mm-hmm. think, is really important. But the second thing that I mentioned too is boundaries, mm-hmm. and I'm bringing that up because uh, this is so weird, but it's related to our our kids. Like when our children have no boundaries around electronics or playdates or money they can spend, they lose their freaking mind. Mm-hmm. They become the most discontented children you've ever seen on this planet. Right. They hate everything. They're not they're not thankful. They just want more, 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 but it never makes them happy. But the second you put a boundary in place and you say, you can only have a cookie. They're like totally fine, Mm -hmm. right? So the fear of missing out, the the thing I think your wife is feeling probably is this like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go see my own therapist to fix my own mess in my own mind. Mm -hmm. Um, She needs to figure out what the flip her boundaries are. What do you actually want? Don't tell Mm -hmm. me what you could have Mm -hmm. because I could have anything. I could go chase anything I wanted. But what if I had boundaries in place? Then I would know. Yeah, that's what I was saying at the at the top of the question. What does your wife want? Does she want these two double lives? Because that obviously is not going to work. And when we almost got divorced, I was like, we are not breaking up. That was the boundary. I was like, you can run around and do all this crazy stuff within this little square that I've created, but we are both not going out of that. Yeah. And that was really helpful. It helped her kind of like switch her brain like, oh, okay, he's not leaving. And it helped me be like, 
this sucks, but mm-hmm. it, it sucks and that's okay. Yeah. This is this is what we're working through. Yeah. So I believe like you guys have to have a real conversation of like, what the F are we doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And, if you're going yeah. to do this, then I'm, you know, it, it's not like that whole dopamine conversation. Mm-hmm. That's good, but that's like way yeah, out I mean, in the future. I just want to put it in there. So it's like, you know, and if she's like, well, I don't know. I just need time. Like, okay, well, you literally have one month. Yeah, give it you, boundaries. Your, boundaries on your everything. S out yeah. in, in one month or else this is it because, yeah, it's just, it's, it's People out of control. People tear their families apart doing, like having no, and, and it's same thing. Listen to that, the power of habit. The, the, they use an example of a lady who is addicted to gambling. She started a gambling habit that tore her entire life apart. And it's things like that when you don't have boundaries and you think, mm-hmm. well, just, I mean, but what if, and uh, like that kind of thinking is nothing but death. Mm-hmm. It is like fueling a flame that will t- burn your home down. There's no, nothing good comes from it. Um, those, those dogs, dogs. holy Lord. cow! I heard a thing the other day. That they need the, the dog whisper. Smallest dog barks the loudest. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> okay. I hope so, that's helpful. Yeah. Right, right back in if it's not okay. We want to do one more question. Um, so. My husband always asks me for a list for every holiday or birthday. Ultimately, he looks at the list and decides what's the most practical thing to get me. He drives. This drives me nuts because I feel like I put a lot of thought into his gifts, and it feels like he opts for an easy way out. Does anyone else have this problem? I'm really. I'm really don't. I really, I really don't, don't need, need much. I just like something thoughtful. Is that too much to ask? No, it's not too much to ask. What? I have so many thoughts about this because I am. I hate gift, gift giving. It's, I despise it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that this was actually really a big pain point for us for years in our, especially around holidays, because I would be like. Please don't buy me anything that I did not write on a list. If right. you buy me something that is not on a list, I will return it to the freaking store. You better give me the receipt. And it was like, I am in, I don't want to own something that I don't want to own. Mm-hmm. I don't want to store it somewhere. I don't want to look at it. I don't want you to have spent your money on it. So it's frustrating to me because mm-hmm. he would have all this emotional, like, I just, I put so much thought into this thing that you don't even want. But gosh, I thought about it so much. Right. And I was like, why is this happening? Why do we have to be having this conversation? Because he was putting... So you are basically the opposite of Melanie in this. Yes. But I want you to see that your partner's perspective, looking at a list and thoughtfully getting the thing he thinks makes the most logical sense is exactly what I would do. And I would do that Mm -hmm. with the most amount of love. I mean, if Seth made me a list, which he never has done, if I said, what do you want for Father's Day? I hate the list. (laughs) If I said, what do you want for Father's Day? And you made a list of seven things. I would be like, yes. And I would exactly get the most practical one. That is exactly how my brain works. So, it's, And it might be an Enneagram thing, a personality type thing. But yeah. I would love every second of that. Okay. So I might not like that. Like I like it when for Christmas... You just get me some random stuff, you know? I'm like, okay, in the that, category... That is very hard for me to do. Right. Also, in, in the category to- of hunting, just get whatever. Like little stuff, blah, 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 whatever. It'll be a surprise. Be like, oh, this is cool, right? So basically, this question is the very exact opposite of us. Yeah. And um, when you say, I want this, like you send me an, in, uh, an Amazon wish list or something, I'm like, well, okay, there's no surprise in that. I don't want surprises. It's not as fun. I don't want right? fun. I but want exactly what I want. But that's what you want, and I don't like that, and sometimes... I want Apple AirPods and a case for them. Right. I don't want anything else. Right. And But I do want to say, like, this is... It's important to understand that even, even me going to the store and buying Seth 
whatever random hunting thing is like torture. That stresses you it out, right? It is so freaking stressful. Because so this probably what stresses always out. happens is I get him a thing and he goes, well, I don't, I don't need that one. But I like the surprise of but it. But he likes the surprise? <laughs> what? But that's him and, and that's me. So That's me, yo. Why I wanted to say, because you, you just said, I, I just want something thoughtful. Is that too much to ask? Sweetheart, mm. your husband's thinking of you. He just isn't you. And, and I was, I mean, this is, it, and this comes from a place of, we freaking have been there. <laughs> it stresses me out now. Like and We I, only uh, just got there. You just asked about Father's Day. And I was like, well, maybe we can go to the Boeing Museum of Flight because it's free for fathers on that day, mm-hmm. which would be cool. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, I will never, it's like torture. I mean, it really just grates at my absolute And if you want to surprise me, is that too much to ask? Yeah, because they'll surprise you with some stupid crap you don't want. And then you you'll know take like. it back. But you like that? You love to return something you don't want? I would not want? return a scone. Oh, gosh. I'll just get your <laughs> okay. scone gift card scone. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so anyway. we're at 26 minutes. And uh, I hope this has been helpful. If you want to email with follow-up questions like, what did you mean for the yeah. there's this? Please do that. And every day we're live on Instagram and Facebook. We do a pre-show and a post-show too. So you get extra content that the podcast listeners do not. So join us every day, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I want to remind you to go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. That helps us out a lot. And it also helps you out. And we can also talk about the books that we read because we read books all the time. There's nothing more than uh, I would want to do than like, Talk about the books that we read with you. have a book club. Oh my gosh. I have a special announcement. You didn't hear what I said. Book club. That's awesome. What's your special announcement? I have a bigger announcement than that. So we've been talking about doing, oh, an AOM meetup would be so cool. Let's do this. And there's other talk in the men's group of like having city meetups with not even us there, but just Mm -hmm. listeners go, hey, let's go get a beer together. Community meetups, right? So... The, I'm going to announce it, and then we're going to work towards it, right? Okay. Re- reverse engineering, right? right? We are doing a Seattle meetup, our very first Seattle meetup with Melanie and Seth and other of our friends on July 25th, Thursday, July 25th. Which is four days after my birthday. Just, That's right. If you're in Seattle and it's, it's July 25th, just... I'll just make saying, you a list. Just saying. So if you live in Vancouver, B.C., if you live in Vancouver, Washington, Portland, Victoria, Oregon, Victoria... Canada. Come up. We're going to do, I don't know, we're just going to hang out. We're going to have some dinner, probably some drinks, and I think we're going to sell tickets to it, but tickets are going to be super, super cheap as well. So every you sell tickets? I don't get that. Trust me. We'll fight one. about it later. So uh, Thursday, July 25th, the very first Seattle AON meetup. I got to start planning. I love planning stuff, so it's going to be awesome. I was just thinking of posting in the women's group to see if anyone was in my area. Boom, baby. Yeah, do it. So do it for sure. Do mm-hmm. it. Okay. So July 25th, AOM meetup. We're going to, I got, got some work to do, sis. Awesome. Sister. Okay. We love you guys. Thank you. Anything else, Mel? Tomorrow we're going to be talking about uh, body image and not wanting to have sex if you feel unattractive. So mm. join us for that. We're also talking about marriages in an all time low and how to get out of that. And it feels like a war. So join us for that conversation tomorrow. And then uh, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. We love to read your reviews on the show. Not only does it make us feel good and it's fun to share, but it helps us a crap ton when you give us reviews and let listeners know if our show is worth listening to. So please go ahead and do that. And for everyone who has done that, everyone who supports us on Patreon, thank you so much. You, That's right. You make the show possible. This is, um, it's just such a gift to us and we are so, so 
So darn thankful. So darn thankful. All right, guys. Love you. See you later. Have an amazing day. Bye. Bye.